Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living Word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. For the presence of God to rest with her there. Because it's time to rest in the presence of God. You can't make the things happen. You can't force things to be. You can't make things to be in a thing. If you can make it, then it's you. It's not God. And what you make, you have to sustain. What God makes, He'll sustain. The Word of God says she built a bed in there because... And there's got to be a place to rest, that I can rest in the presence of God. Number two, the second thing that it says is a table. Because see, we need to be in a spot that we, can, that we can consume, we can eat, we can be in a place of, of refreshment and, 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 and partaking with the presence of God. Because you don't just rest in it, but you need to be able to eat from the presence of God. Well, did, did you feel the presence of God? This is, just, this is words on, sent through light that's from, from diodes that transfer electronic signals into this, into there. And from this very scene, everybody in this room was raising their hands and feeling the presence of God because we have a table here that we were supping with the Lord. Because you need, one, to be able to rest in the presence of God. And number two, you need to be able to sup in the presence of God. It needs to be what, fe- what feeds you today. Is it your job that feeds you? Is it your finances that feeds you? Is it friendship that feeds you? Is it fellowship with other people that feeds you? Or is it the presence of God that feeds your life? It's got to be that the presence of God feeds us. A sup with the Lord. Where do you get your strength from? What books do you read? Is it, is, 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 is it the love languages or is it some other smallie book or is it a, a, the best Christian? Is it on grace? Is it, from, is it on this or that? Is it for a purpose life? Or well, Where do you get your supping from? Where do you build it from? It's got to be that you sup from the presence of God. We rest in Him. We sup with Him. I, I build myself. I eat, I grow from the presence of the Lord. What are you growing from today? There's no more important thing in my life than that sweet presence of God. There's nothing more amazing to me, nothing more incredible to me. And I have amazing life. I have a beautiful life. God's blessed me incredibly. But there's nothing that I gain from. Because when everything else is gone, that and only that remains. I rest in the Lord. I sup in the Lord. The third thing the Word of God says that He put in there was a stool. Now this word stool in the proper translation is a throne. They would literally set a seat, almost a dignitary seat in the middle of that room. When they would build rooms like this, there would be a chair that is known. The person that's of dignitary status that walks into this place, that's his chair. That's his throne. That's his spot. That's where he sits from. I've given him place and I've given him authority and I've given him a special presence. God needs to be able to rest with you. In his presence, you need to sup with him. And his presence needs to take a throne place in the middle of our life that nothing outweighs it, nothing outspeaks it, 
Nothing goes beyond it. Nothing's more than it. It's stronger and sweeter. It has more potential, more power, more presence. It carries more weight than everything. So whenever I think of anything else, I think of that throne first. Everything has to pass through that throne. Everything I watch and I listen to, what I do passes through that throne. My purpose passes through that throne. My thoughts pass through that throne. My life passes through that throne. Everything that I do has to pass before that throne because it has a place in my life. I make that throne bow to nobody, but everything bows before that throne. I've got a place where I can rest with my Lord. I can lay my head down even if all hell is breaking loose. I should be and rest. Say, God, you've got me in your hands. You're keeping me. When I sup, people might add to me. Things might add to me. I have an amazing wife, amazing children. I'm blessed in so many ways, but they don't feed me. He feeds me. If they feed me, then how can I feed them? Come on now. If you're getting your strength from other things, how will you be strength for those things? He feeds me. And then that throne is there because everything, everything has to bow to Him. And then lastly, the Word of God says that she put a candlestick in there. She put us something that would be able to search, something that would be able to examine, something that would be able to look and notice, that would be able to see exactly what's happening, what's wrong, something that would be able to test what's there, something that would look in the darkest places. She put a candlestick in there. She put something in there to say, examine every part of my room. Examine where I am. Examine my existence. Examine the place of me. I'm not locking you in this room. I'm giving you the key to who I am and I'm giving you the ability to look into every part of me. I'm not just resting with you and supping with you and giving you authority. I'm giving you that which it takes to search me out. Search me, God. Just search me. Here's the candlestick. I want to give the presence of God the ability to search my fears, search my desires, search my wants, search my thoughts, search my life, search my actions, search me, God. See if there be any way in me that displeases you, Lord. Search who I am. So many times... When we're walking in Christ and we come into Christ, we might get stuck in that first spot. Where you know what? I like Jesus and I met him. So you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to actually, I saw him coming by, I'm going to go ahead and constrain him. And we stay in this place where all we do is just constrain the presence of God to stay with us. We just constrain it. We come on a Sunday morning. We, we go other places. We might even walk into Shabbat or something like that. That we go, you know, I kind of like that. I, I want to I, I entertain that for a while. I want to be in that. But God says, I've got more for you than that. If you're great enough to stop me and to know me, then you're great enough to have me live in the midst of you. You're great enough to give me a place. I'm begging you. I'm putting it in front of you. I'm putting in front of who you are. Haul out a place in your life. Haul out a place in your wall open up a spot for me where you live that I don't just pass by you but I remain with you every day and it's so easy to be in that spot okay God I'm giving you this 
I'm going to constrain you. I get to hang out with you whenever you pass by. I get to, you know, I just kind of stay right here. Wow, it feels so good. But God says he wants more than that. He wants the ability to rest with you in your deepest sorrows. In your worst pain. In your greatest trials. I could tell you of trials that shook me to the bone and almost destroyed me. That took me off of every map, so to speak. And about destroyed everything that I am life-wise. But God was always there. When I laid my head down at night, I didn't lay it down alone. I laid it down in His presence. And I rested in the Spirit of the Lord. God, I'm going to be okay because you've got me. I don't want you just to walk by. I want to sleep in you right now. I want to just sleep in you. He gave me a place to sup with him. There are so many people. I've been a friendly person all my life. When I was in high school, I was voted most friendly. That's what I was voted in high school. I was the guy all the girls wanted to talk to about their boyfriends. <laughs> they, they didn't want to act, talk to me about being a boyfriend. They wanted to talk to me about their boyfriend. Oh, Warren, you're so easy to talk to. Oh, it's what I wish he was like you. I'm like, I'm like me. <laughs> I'm like me. Hello. <laughs> so it was friendly. So people, I, I can get fed off of, off of, off of relationship. We were driving. With, I was driving with Stevie Wonder through, uh, in, in my family in, in the car the other day with a taxi driver. And I just love being friendly with people. And I started talking to the man and he laughed with me. I said, we sing song for you. <laughs> so we just started singing. I said, girls, you ready? And they're like, oh, okay, dad, what are we singing? I said, he's a jolly good fellow. So we started singing. For he's a jolly good fellow, for he... The whole car is singing. Try singing to your taxi driver. In English. <laughs> we sang to our taxi driver, and he's laughing. <laughs> we had a blast with him, and then we sang the Barney song. I love you, you love me. Sing that to your taxi driver. <laughs> I promise you, if you're friendly to people, they will be friendly back. It will feed you, but it cannot be the source from which you're fed. Well, I do a great job at my work. And they give me esteem. They honor me. And that honor feeds me. How many I have met, I got to do a, a camp in Hong Kong for 300 Chinese high school students that were brought out of the mainland into Hong Kong because they were being raised up to be the next, next line of Chinese house pastors. And I got to speak to them for a week on the heart of a pastor and them having their heart lined up right. And I met so many kids that said, I have no relationship with my father. 
He just pushes me to be greater and more and stronger in this and this, or I'll be a failure in life, or I won't achieve these things. They, they, they have esteem and they reach places of, 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 of great honor. But if that's all that feeds you, then you're left empty inside. It might be in your marriage that feeds you or, or, or some act that feeds you. It'll leave you hungry. He's the only one can feed you. Or it might be that you said other things as the authority of your life. Your husband or wife cannot be the authority of your life. They might be an authority in your life. Your boss cannot be the authority of your life. They might be an authority. You have friends. Even your pastor is not the authority of your life. The Heavenly Father that you stand in front of, that you have a throne in your heart for, that is the place that everything is judged. And lastly, you might give other people place in your life. But the Holy Spirit has to have a reign to check out everything that's inside of us. So we literally go in front of him and say, Lord, here I am. What do you want to do? That you lay out every moment of every day. God, did I do it here? Did I follow you here? See, I have this thing that I say all the time. I'm all the time telling this, Lord, I know you're leading. I just am not sure that I'm following. Do you understand what I'm saying? Lord, I know you're leading. I'm not sure if I'm following. Help me right now, Father. I need to know I'm following you. I know you're leading, but God, I know my mind I know how I'll go different directions. Or I'm this dude that, look, they know grass grows under my feet. I'm going to make something happen if I need to make it happen. But sometimes I'll make it happen and it's not God making it happen. You can get into other relationships, into other people, other places, and miss the relationship God has planned for you. You can miss it. Let the candlestick search you. Because the Word of God tells us in this passage, if we keep reading, the Bible says this on the next about five, six verses. It says that Elisha said, This woman has been so good for me, so good to me. What does she dream? They said, She doesn't dream anything, Lord. There's nothing that I know of. Well, ask her. She doesn't want anything. Well, she doesn't have a child. And the Word of God says that Elisha said, then she shall have a child. And she even walks up to Elisha and says, don't mess with She literally says these words. Don't, don't mess with me. Don't get my hopes up. Don't mess with me. Uh-uh, don't do this to me. And he says, woman, you're blessed. She has a child. And then the child dies. And where does she go when the child dies? <laughs> she has the child laid on the bed that she rested on. She has the, the child laid on Elisha's bed inside his room where she, in a sense, rested with the presence of God. She laid the child that was dead in her place of rest because she had developed a rest. 
See, all this is great. But this passage is really for the rest of this. That God wants to give you the dreams and the desires of your heart. The things that are so deep in you and so impossible that you've even stopped asking them. And when God says He's coming, you go, don't mess with me, God. Don't, don't, do, no, 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 no. I got, oh, I've been disappointed too many times. I've been let down. Don't. The things so deep in you. So deep in you. That you don't even want to ask Him. All this is so that He can bring that out. And that then in later days when there's trouble, you have a place to bring that dream back to and lay it on the bed that you rested with Him in. Knowing that if God gave it to you, God will sustain it. God will make it in you. Some of you have dreams in this place that you've never, reco- you've never uncovered or even revealed. They've been so deep and some of you, it's so painful inside those dreams because they've not happened that you won't even bring them forward anymore. God says he'll bring them forward if you go ahead and start this place. If you let the place be in the middle of your life, that you give him a place to rest in you. That you give him a place that he has authority in you. That you sup with him. That you make a place where he can search out every desire of your heart. And as he does that, he will draw your dreams forward and then in the day that it seems like your dreams fail there will be something for you to take it back and rest in that God will still bring an answer and bring you everything that you need everything that you need everything that you need everything that you need because God has an answer for you I have an amazing family An amazing family, incredible family, amazing wife, two daughters that are 16 and 14. My wife and I have only been married for about two and a half years now, because about eight years ago, the wife that I had, their mother, um, left me for somebody else, and it seemed like my ministry was dead. My life was dead. Everything that I am was gone. It wasn't easy having these kids. It, a total of 13 miscarriages to have these two little girls. Doctors said we'd, I'd never have kids. But from the middle of that, God brought two amazing, perfect in every way. From what the doctor said was impossible, brought for me. And then, at the end of that, it seems as though I lose it all. Churches uninvited me. People stopped asking me to speak. Things stopped being. All of it was gone. And yet God still made for my life and kept my daughters. And then brought to me an amazing woman. Several years after, but brought me an amazing woman. Because I had a room built for him. (laughs) Do you hear me? Because he is where I rested, he is where I supped, 
He has authority in my life. The authority. And he has a candlestick to search out everything of me. Then he asked me, even before they were born, what are your dreams? God, I can't even dream that anymore. There's been eight babies that have died up to the first one. They say it's impossible. I have the dream for you. And then as I lose, it would seem everything else. God says, I've got it. I will bring for you. Because I could rest in the Lord. Because when my family was gone or my wife was gone, she didn't feed me. He fed me. So I kept eating. She was not my rest. He was my rest. So I stayed resting. All of it depended on him being my source. And was he was my source. Even after he had given me so much, the day that it died, all I had to do was rest back in him. And the Lord would make for me everything I would dream. To this point, to this point, when my youngest daughter, the one that's the better daughter, <laughs> was born, she was born a month early. A month early. I was so, fr- and I don't know why I was so frustrated, but for years, for like, she's 14, for like 13 years, <laughs> I carried a frustration of, golly, God, I wasn't ready when she was born. All this stuff was out of rack, and this wasn't, and that wasn't, and, and I, just, I just carried it for some, some reason like a rock in my craw. God let it stay there so he could reveal something to me. State. And about a year ago, not even a year ago, around last December, November, all of a sudden, I was going over that in my heart again. I said, God, and I don't, know, I don't even know why it stuck. It's an insignificant thing of what time it was. You gave me a child. Why would that stick with me? It stuck, and I said, God, why? Why was she born early and this and that? And it threw all this out of whack for this season, and golly, it was so frustrating. And then all of a sudden, God brought to me, and he said, Son, what is your wife's birthday? And I said, December 26th. And he said, son, when did I have your daughter born? December 26th. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I knew what was ahead of you. And I knew the connection she would need to have. So even then, long before anything you walked through ever happened, I had her born on her birth date so that in a time I could show you that I had it in my hand the whole time. I had the plan the whole time. I knew and I was keeping you the whole time. Son, it's why I had her born on that day. Because that day was her birthday. Do you hear me? If you'll rest in Him, if you'll sup in Him, if you'll give Him authority, 
if you'll let him have the candlestick to search your life, he will draw forth even the dreams you've buried and forgotten. And on the day that they fail, because even your dreams will fail, he will be the source out of what he originally had with you in relationship. He will be the source that raises back up what he promised you. But it doesn't start down here at your dream. It starts here before your dream ever happens. Do you hear me today? Would you bow your heads with me, please? We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com. Or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcast and just feed on the Word of God.